Okay, so feel how you're resting on the floor. Feel your contact after this uh, time away. Feel uh, if things are familiar on the floor or if there are surprises, changes just from being away. And feel in particular that space behind your low back It's size and shape. And bend your knees and stand your feet. Interlace your hands. And bring your hands behind your head. And lift your head and then put it down again. So lift your head, holding the back of your head with your hands, hands behind the back of your head, and as you lift, your shoulders can, your sorry, your uh, elbows can come forward, and as you put your head down, your elbows can come back out to the ground. And as you do that, notice what you're doing with your breathing. Notice what happens with your chest. As you lift your head and put your head back down. The first thing to do to try is to notice what you're doing with your breath without manipulating anything or trying to do anything particular with it. And just for a moment, leave your head on the ground and take one or both of your hands. And use your hands to feel what is the direction of movement of your chest just with breathing. So start on your upper chest, your very upper chest, kind of under your collarbones, right below your collarbones. And just breathe and feel, do you feel? Any movement there under your hands? What direction is the movement? Is it different on the left and on the right side of your breastbone? And move your hands further down your chest into your middle or lower ribs and just rest them there. And you can rest your hand draped across your chest so that a little bit like the heel of your palm feels your ribs at the side and your fingers feel your ribs in the front as much as you get a little bit of a sense. So then you can feel more different directions. So again, just feel as you breathe, what direction 
deer ribs move in what direction do they lift in what direction do they subside in do they move at all And if you really take your time, give yourself time to listen, you really sort of feel they actually go in different directions. It's not simple or straightforward necessarily. It's something very particular about the direction of movement. And start to try to do something, try to do something a little interesting. When, you, when you're breathing out, you feel the direction that that's moving in under your hands. And then at the end of breathing out, you just add a little bit with your hands, add a little bit of pressure to keep going in that direction, to go a little bit further, to breathe out a little bit more. And then let the air come in. interesting you might catch it or you might feel it that with you if you give yourself that little bit more of breathing out then the breath in becomes this very uh, spontaneous thing and move your hands up on your chest again so you feel a bit more your breastbone the sternum down the center what direction does your whole sternum move in your whole breastbone move in down the center of your ribcage does it sort of rise and fall does it slide up and down towards your navel away from it what direction does it move in and can you add a little more to that direction of movement so add a little more exhaling that your hands just gently help that move a little bit farther than it's been moving Now let's use this uh, newfound familiarity and relationship with our chest to lift the head. So for a couple times you can do it without your hands behind your head or you can put your hands behind your head, use your hands on your chest, use your hands behind your head. You play with that a bit. But lift your head and as you lift your head, you breathe out and help with your hands to let your chest fold even more and let your head lift more easily so you might put one hand behind your head and one hand on your chest so you really feel the relationship of lifting your head to your chest sinking to your breath going out then when you put your head back down do you get that feeling like the moment your head is supported the breath can come back in again and the breath almost does that by itself
And can you feel that relationship? And then remember your elbows and bring your elbows into this sense. So if you've got both your hands behind your head and the elbows come up and together, does that say anything to your chest? And then you lift your head. And then as you put your head back down, your elbows go back to the floor. Does that say anything to your chest? Great, okay. And leave that stretch out, take a rest. your head and your left hand is going to take your right kneecap yes see you start across the diagonal well with your hand and your knee across the diagonal but you're going to take your right elbow and your right knee towards one another so you take your right elbow and your right knee towards one another and then go back down and like this feel the air and feel that with your breathing you breathe out as you lift your elbow and knee towards one another and breath comes in as your head goes back down and then try that a few times a little bit quickly really relaxed in your chest relaxed in your head and neck and throat and feel whether that folding of your chest and unfolding of your chest, that movement in and of itself, pushes your breath in and out. Does it breathe you? The movement breathes you instead of you breathing while you move. Try that a few times just to experience that. Do you find that? Do you feel that? And then slowly, go back more slowly to taking your right elbow and your right knee towards one another and feel where the weight transfers on your back. Feel where the weight moves. Where does it start? Where does it finish? Do your ribs lower down, press into the floor? 
on the left, on the right, probably a bit more on the right. And then leave that and stretch out and rest. And then bend your knees again and stand your feet. And switch your hands. So now your left hand is behind your head and your right hand takes hold of your right knee. And take your left elbow and right knee towards one another. And then down again. And feel where your weight transfers on your back when you do this. Does your weight transfer somewhere else? Does it go somewhere different? And then leave that and stretch out and rest. Feel how your back's resting on the floor, how that's changing. And then bend your knees again, stand your feet. Place your right hand behind your head and hold below your right kneecap with your left hand. So take your right foot away from the floor and hold below the kneecap and take your right knee and right elbow towards one another again, towards touching one another and see if that's easier. You found a different place for your weight to transfer in your back. And leave that and stretch out. As you lie there, a few times just lift your left leg an inch or two away from the floor and see how heavy it is, your left leg. 
And then a few times lift your right leg away from the floor and see if it's a little lighter. Maybe it's always lighter, but maybe it's a lot lighter from what you just did. And come up and just walk around a little bit and see how you feel walking around with the lopsided experiences for your legs. And then come back to your spot on the floor, come back and lie down again. Of course, when we do a movement like this, if this hasn't reminded you of like abdominal strengthening or something, then, <laughs> then you have been spared popular culture since the 1940s or whenever it was that strong abs became incredibly important. Um, so it's one thing to think about using the muscles at the front, but these are muscles that are in an antagonistic relationship, as they say, with the muscles of your back. So the extensor muscles that lengthen you, make you taller, open all your joints, they can work against those flexor muscles that help you, that have you fold forward, that fold the joints. And everything we're doing right now, it's not too much use to strengthen those muscles to go forwards unless you can lengthen those muscles that are holding you backwards. And so we do these different variations. We try these different options that are just ways of more addressing, somewhat addressing like, well, are you using which particular sort of ways of organizing your muscles in the front, but are you also letting the muscles lengthen in the back, the muscles, those muscles that make that space behind your low back, of course, that we feel at the beginning and end of every lesson. So if you bend your knees and interlace your hands and put your hands behind your head, think about it that way. Lift your head and feel where that stops. Feel what stops it there, what stops it. Is it really that your muscles aren't strong enough in front or is there something in your lengthening of your back that stops that? You can have your knees bent and your feet standing if you, yeah. What stops it? Where doesn't it lengthen? And then leave that and leave your right hand behind your head and put your left hand below your right knee. 
and lift your right knee and your right elbow towards one another and stay sort of partway towards one another, not as the maximum of how far you can go, but partway there. And just go back and forth around that spot so that you don't do the full movement down to the floor and back up, but you start some way sort of partway there and you go a little bit forwards, a little bit backwards, a little bit forwards. And make it like a small, light, easy, a little bit quick movement forwards and backwards around that spot. So you're staying somewhere short of your maximum, but you're going a little bit in and out, a little bit closer to one another and then apart, your right knee and your right elbow. Just a few times easily. And you can take a rest when you need to and then come back to that position and start again. See what it's like. And does this push and pull the breath a little bit? Push the breath out, pull the breath in a little. And then leave that and stretch out and rest. These extensor muscles are a little bit more uh, stubborn in some ways. Your flexor muscles you use a lot more when you're doing a deliberate, short, quick action. And the extensor muscles are much more involved in your daily posture. They're muscles that uh, work long and hard and uh, tend to stay with sort of static position, a static load. You have to talk to them a little differently. Bend your knees again, stand your feet, and put your left hand behind your head, and take hold of your left knee with your right hand. Your left hand behind your head, yeah, and take hold of your left knee with your right hand. And take your left knee and left elbow towards one another a few times, lift and go down. And then here on this side, stay partway there and go towards and apart, towards and apart. So you stay partway there and take both your elbow towards your knee and your knee towards your elbow within a small range, a little quick, light movement. Is your chest free enough? Is your neck free enough that you feel the air go in and out as you do that? happening with your back against the floor.
and then leave that, stretch out, rest. And then bend your knees again. Place your right hand behind your head. Right hand behind your head and take hold of... Let me see if I've got this right. I'm going to get this right. And left hand takes your left knee. Right hand behind your head. Left hand takes your left knee. It's obvious I didn't need to look at my notes. And take your right elbow and your left knee towards one another. What presses into your back? your back into the floor, what part of your back moves into the floor. And then stay with them partway there, partway towards one another, and go closer and farther apart, quick, small movement within, within just a portion of that range. A little quicker, a little small, small movement. Is your chest relaxed enough that the breath goes in and out? And then leave that, stretch out, rest. And again, bend your knees, stand your feet. Your left hand behind your head and your right hand below your right knee. And take your left elbow, your right knee towards one another. And stay some distance towards one another and then go together and apart within without going all the way down. Just a short, small movement in within a certain range. Together and apart. And leave that. Stretch out and rest.
And then bend your knees again, stand your feet. Interlace your hands behind your head, both your hands behind your head. And take your elbows and your right knee towards one another. Take your right knee once to one elbow and once to the other elbow. And let's make that more precise. Lift your head straight forwards and your knee, have your knee already up. And now take your elbow, no, sorry, leave your elbows, leave your elbows, leave your head. Take your knee once towards your left elbow and once towards your right elbow. So your head and your shoulders and your elbows will stay in the same place, but your knee, take your right knee once towards your left elbow and then once towards your right elbow. Find the direction, and then can you do that a little bit more quickly? Can it be a quick movement? Right elbow towards one knee, towards the other knee. Sorry, your knee towards the one elbow, the other elbow. Leave that, stretch out, rest. And then bend your knees and stand your feet. And now interlace your hands, but interlace them in that uh, non-habitual way. So if you just interlace them without thinking about it, the way that it'll feel natural, you know, one of your thumbs is more on the outside than the other. You just slot your fingers over one slot and the other thumb is now on top. So it's going to feel a little bit unusual. It's not how you normally interlace your hands. And then place your hands behind your head. And feel, does that already feel a little different? Does it feel unusual? Where does it feel unusual? In your shoulders, in your hands, in your forearms, your neck somewhere. And lift your head, and does that feel a little unusual? Does it go in the same direction that it does? With your hands interlaced the other way. And do again this thing with your right knee, taking your right knee towards each elbow. So your hands, your shoulders stay in the middle, your head stays in the middle. Your right knee goes to each elbow and see if it's different. Is it a different experience doing this with your hands interlaced in this unusual way? Right knee to the one elbow, to the other elbow. And then bring your head down, bring your leg down. And when you're ready, you can lift your head again and do the same thing with your left knee. So you take your left knee with your hands in the unusual interlacing, the non-habitual interlacing. You take your left knee once towards one elbow, once towards the other elbow. 
Is it more difficult to make that movement quick than the movement when you were doing both your knee and elbow? So here your knee and elbow are staying and, I mean, your elbows are staying and your knees going towards one elbow, towards the other. Is it more difficult to make that quick and easy? And then lift both elbows and both knees towards one another. Left knee towards your left elbow, right knee towards your right elbow. And feel what part of your back goes into the floor. Is anything in your back not yet touching the floor when you do that? All at the same time. And leave that and stretch out. And rest. And maybe as we've been going along, maybe your back is getting lower towards the floor, the arch getting smaller. Bend your knees. Interlace your hands, lift your head, lift your knees towards your elbows, your elbows towards your knees. It's still like kind of the 12th rib, the 12th pair of ribs there. Just about never actually makes it to the floor. You can slide one hand underneath your low back and feel, are you really on the floor there? Is there still something not on the floor? Is there still space? And put your feet down and just lift your right leg. Lift, keep your head in the air. Lift your right leg. And lift your right leg long and out to the side. So you're taking your right leg long, the knee lengthened, and out to the side to take the right side of your low back really into the floor. Your knee a little bit bent, not, not too bent, not too straight. Your knee a little bit in the elbow of your armpit, in the direction of your armpit. Out to the side. What direction do you take that leg into to really bring that 12th rib on the right side towards the floor? Look for that place. Look for where you can use your leg like kind of a lever. What direction can it move in? So it rolls your pelvis, so it lengthens your back, so it takes the weight into the small of your back on the right side. 12th rib on the right side. Try that. And try that with your right leg, left leg a few times. Put your head down to take rest whenever you want to. And try your left leg, your left leg up, open to the side. Up and open to the side. What direction is going to take really your 12th rib on the left side into the floor? Where you're holding your head in the air.
And then lower your head, let go of your head with your hands. Take both knees over your chest. Hold below your left knee with your left hand, below your right knee with your right hand, both your knees over your chest. And try to take your knees really in the direction of your armpits. Take your knees open and in the direction of your armpits. And what goes into the back, what goes into the floor in your back as you do that? You find the 12th rib. Feel where it is. Feel it moving backwards. And stay with your knees towards your armpits. Pull towards your armpits and then lift your head. And where can you take your head? Does your head go right in the middle? Does it go directly in the middle? In your chest? Let it come up. Let it happen. And then keep on doing that, but take your mouth towards your right knee as you lift your head. Take your mouth towards your right knee. Moving your head, not your knee. But still doing that speed. Yeah, still with your knees almost in your armpits. And then your mouth towards your left knee. And then your forehead to each knee, your forehead to your right knee. What's pressing into the floor? Well, you've got your awareness in that place, in that direction, yeah. Yeah. Forehead to your left knee. And then interlace your hands behind your head again. Start with your feet on the floor and interlace your hands behind your head. And take your knees to your elbows, your elbows to your knees. At the same time, so both knees together, both elbows together. And can you catch your knees between your elbows? Or catch your elbows between your knees? squeeze them. If you get them between one another, can you squeeze your elbows with your knees or your knees with your elbows? 
Great. Leave that. Leave that. Stretch out. Feel how you're resting on the floor. And when you're ready, take your time at your own pace. Roll to your side. Come up to sit. Come up to stand. How tall are you? How springy? These postural muscles that are working all the time, you always have them available available to you to start doing work from a place where they're already shortened. So they kind of lose a lot of their efficiency or possibility because you've got them shortened all the time and there's only so much more than they can shorten. So if you lengthen them, then you really get this new capability out of them. You get all this rebound. They've got all this room to work with it now. So you can get also a great effect of uprightness from lengthening those extensors. Let's see if you get some of that. 